0: Greetings to those who watch below. Today I have a story full of truly creepy paranormal entities, including not one, but two demonic pig creatures. Before we get into the stories properly, I just want to let you know that you can now become a member of the channel. I've only set up one membership level and I'd like to keep the price quite low just because it's tough times that we're living in. But if you want to show your support for the channel, and maybe get a couple of perks, feel free to check out the link I've put in the description box below. So with that out of the way, on with the stories. The Thing in the Hallway by Dark Star. This incident took place in 1992 in Orange Cove, a tiny town near Fresno, California. My wife, Jen's mother, had passed away unexpectedly that September, and we were there from LA to attend the funeral and help out Jen's dad Bob wherever we could. We didn't know that her father would die within a month. As it turned out, we were in a one-month period between funerals. Jen's parents lived in an old adobe house that her grandparents had built in the 1940s. It was in an orange orchard, and as far as anyone knew, there had never been anything else built on the land before the house was constructed. It had a large, almost square living slash dining room, a kitchen on one side, and a hallway opening off the other side. Along this hallway was a window looking out to what had once been a porch, but was now an enclosed laundry room, a bathroom on the left, and two bedrooms on the right. There was also a door for a hall closet between the bedroom doors. To get to the bathroom, you had to walk all the way down the hallway past the closet. The hallway had no lights or electrical outlets, and a window at the far end held bits of decorative glass like insulators and jars. At night, it was as if the glass panes of the window had been painted on the outside with black paint. No light came from neighbours or streetlights, because there were none. The night after the funeral, we were sitting with Jen's father at the big dining room table. Jen's sister Cynthia was also there, It was hot and very dark outside and inside the house. The lamps in the dining room weren't very bright and at some point during the visit I needed to answer the call of nature so I walked down the dark hallway heading for the bathroom door I knew was far down on the left-hand wall. When I passed the closet door, the most amazing thing happened to me. For some reason, every hair on my body stood straight up and I felt what seemed to be a massive charge of static electricity on my chest. There was no reason in the world for it. I had touched and seen nothing in the hallway. It was so strong I could barely breathe. After standing for several seconds in complete shock, I continued on to the bathroom, where I completed my task with great difficulty, as the strange tingling effect was still in full force over my entire body, and was very, very distracting. I had never felt anything like this in my life, and I have been electrified and shocked by Van de Graaff generators, Tesla coils, capacitors, and magnetos, amongst other electrical gadgets. This was absolutely and completely different. I walked unsteadily back down the hallway, and the effect just stopped dead as I entered the big room. I walked over to my wife, who was in the kitchen, and said... What the hell is in that hallway? My wife knew exactly what had happened. I was white as the proverbial sheet, and my hair was still standing on end. She simply said, Well, I see you've met our ghost. Her sister then exclaimed, What? You knew about the ghost too? As it turned out, the sisters had had many of their own experiences with the thing in the hallway, but oddly had never mentioned it to each other. When other family members who had visited the house over the years were later asked if they had ever noticed anything odd about the hallway, all of them replied that they did not like it, and hated having to go down it in the dark to use the bathroom. The area just in front of the hall closet was singled out as the creepiest area by everyone, and the ghost seemed to stay in that area. It apparently never came out into the living room. Over the next few days... I experimented with what I called the tingler, and found that I would get the hair-on-end shock effect every time I walked past the closet door, though the effect was much less noticeable in the daytime. It seemed to like to follow me into the bathroom, but it would never follow me into the living room. It wasn't caused by static electricity, or exposed electrical wiring. The hallway had no electricity, period. Our best guess, was that something had been pinned to the spot years before, perhaps by murder or something traumatic, and the house was unknowingly built over it. After Bob passed away and the house was empty, the effect became weaker and weaker until it was gone. Because of this, we think that people living in the house might have somehow sustained the tingler, as the house was continuously occupied for many years. Thankfully, I've never had another experience like that after the tingler faded completely away. We visited the people who bought the house a few years later and walked down that hallway and it was still gone. I still wonder though. The house was built with a wooden floor about a foot above the ground, which I don't think was disturbed in that area by the construction. If someone dug under the old floor where I first encountered the tingler, what might be found buried there? Gives me a tingle just thinking about it. Demonic Entity Outside My Window by Silverio Sanchez In 2004 on October the 31st I witnessed a very disturbing image that still haunts me even today now that I'm 25 years old. I was nine at the time and on that day I spent the entire time at home with the whole family watching movies and eating chocolate candy. We never really celebrated Halloween, not because of our beliefs nor the fact that Halloween was such a scary holiday, but rather the fact that my parents never understood the reason why people would waste money on costumes or risking us children getting into an accident. Well, throughout the day, we decided to watch a few films that we had rented in order to spend the night with the family. As a young child, I had a passion for drawing, so I always carried a sketchbook with me wherever I went. That night, as we watched movies, I began to doze off and had the desire to draw rather than watch. Lucky for me, my sketchbook was on my bed in my room. As I walked towards my room, I opened the door and walked in. While the lights were off, my bedroom window was open. I looked to my right to turn the lights on, but as I faced there, I couldn't help notice the disturbing image outside my window. What I saw was the head of a pig. But not an ordinary pig. The flesh seemed to be beaten so badly, the snout ripped apart, the left eye gouged out, and the ears ripped off. The only detail that really stood out was its glowing red eye. As I stood there for a few moments staring, I couldn't move. It was as if I was paralysed. I wanted to walk out the room as quickly as possible, But it's moments like these that fear wins over our actions. Years later, I tried to search for more cases relating to the supernatural, involving the bodiless pig. I never really found any sources relating to my experience, until I heard the case of the Amityville haunting. Long story short, one of the family members who experienced the strange phenomena at the Amityville house also witnessed a pig face outside their window. After all my research and wanting to understand, I finally came to an understanding that some things are best left alone than explained. To this day, paranormal activity has still been active in my house and me and my family have become used to the phenomena. About a year ago, I ran into the family who lived on our property before my parents purchased the house in 1996. As we talked about the experiences that I and my family had encountered over the years, the father of the family didn't seem so surprised. When I explained about the headless pig apparition, he also talked about his experience witnessing the same pig head outside his window. I understand I was only nine years old when I witnessed the demonic entity outside my window, which could have all been in my head, but what is the coincidence that the family before us witnessed the exact same image outside their window? Black Mass, and Mimic, by Solvig. Not long ago, I lived with my boyfriend, B. The house was built in the early 80s, and to my knowledge, had none of the typical events that would cause paranormal activities. I've recently moved from the home in which these events took place, and am no longer experiencing them. It was, however, very unnerving when it happened over a period of four to five years, There was a corner of the basement that always creeped me out. I saw a black mass there on several occasions. It wasn't transparent, but appeared solid and seemed to suck the light from the surrounding area. It did not expand or contract in size. It was sort of like a black storm cloud, somehow captured in a finite space. I also saw this thing move past the upstairs doorways. Always in doorways, right? I got the distinct feeling it was connected to the voices. Not just any voices, but our voices. The first time this happened, I was alone except for Luke, my dog. I was painting in the bedroom at the end of the hall. I heard the door open and close and thought, awesome, Bee's home early. While I put down my paintbrush, Luke went toward the front door, as he usually does when Bee comes home. So I'm walking down the hall and hear B say hi, just as he does. But when I get to the room, no one's there. Just Luke wagging his tail and looking excited like he does when B comes home. Weird. It was several hours before B came home at his usual time. Over the next few years, I'd hear B's voice on many more occasions when he wasn't there. It sounded exactly like him, and said things he would usually say. Usually just single words like hi, or hey, or even my name. B has a very deep, smooth, and distinctive voice, and this thing copied it perfectly. Finally, I tell B I've heard talking in the house, without mentioning it has a voice, And he says he's heard it too, several times. And get this. It sounds just like me. So now I know he won't think I'm crazy. And I share the whole story with him. I find that his experiences are very similar to mine. What sort of thing does this? And why? American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more, right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. An encounter with a demonic, pig-like entity. I live in the country, just outside of a few medium-sized towns in western Illinois very close to the Iowa-Illinois border, near the Mississippi River. I've had a few paranormal experiences before, ranging from when I was pretty small up until now. Some of my other family members have had some as well. I've told very few of this experience, because I was afraid people would think I was going crazy or lying. But I swear on everything dear to me that this happened on an October day 11 years ago. I was 15 at the time. My grandparents took my best girlfriend Stacy and me to run errands with them one afternoon, and they decided it would be fun to take us to a pumpkin patch since it was so close to Halloween. This pumpkin patch was a few counties northeast of us, I think, and it was a lot of fun. It had hayrides, a corn maze, and a barn where we could get apple cider and other harvest goodies. Of course, it also had a really big pumpkin patch where we could pick our own pumpkins right off the vine. There were quite a few families with young kids there that day. I remember it was really sunny and unseasonably warm for October. Grandma and Grandpa told us we could go off on our own and explore the farm. So Stacy and I made off for the pumpkin patch, which I think took up about six acres. I think that's what the sign on the road said anyway. The patch was just huge and sprawling. The patch wasn't laid out in a straight level field or square like a lot of them are. There were these little dirt paths, hills, a stream, and small thickets and patches of trees that separated and split up parts of it. It twisted around a corner, behind the woods a little. Stacy and I were having fun walking the length of the pumpkin patch and exploring all the little nooks and crannies of the field, and we finally turned around that corner at the very tail end of the patch. So that we were out of sight of the main farm, where my grandparents and all the other customers were. When we went around that bend, we saw that we were facing a pretty dense thicket with lots of trees. We could see that the woods extended up a decent sized hill and there was a rocky crevice forming part of that hill. There was water running down the crevice in the form of a small waterfall that emptied into a brook at the bottom and ran into the woods somewhere out of sight. I remember we just stood there in awe because it was really pretty, with the sunlight shimmering in the water and all the red and orange leaves falling all over the place. Stacy got the bright idea to see how far back the brook went from the waterfall. Stacy was always rather bossy, and though I felt like we shouldn't, we went anyway because I didn't want to argue with her. We stepped over the boundary at the end of the pumpkin patch and into the thicket. Almost immediately, after about ten steps following the stream, we came upon a small brick building. I don't really know what it was for, but it was made of red brick, was pretty low to the ground, and had a squarish, hexagon-type shape to it. It had a chimney up one side, a door made of metal, and a window on at least two sides of it. It was way too small to be a house, even for one person. It reminded me of the little bathroom buildings found in some public parks. And here's where the terrifying thing happened. When Stacy and I walked around the side to inspect it, in the window on the right side of the building, there was a face peering out at us. I know this sounds stupid, but it looked like a pig with pitch black fur or skin on its face, opaque red eyes, and really long, sharp teeth hanging out of its mouth. The teeth weren't long tusks like a boar's, It didn't have tusks. They were more like human teeth, of all the same length. They were just freakishly long, jutting out of its maw. The expression on its face is what scared me the most. It looked mean, angry, or hostile. It looked like it wanted to hurt us. And it must have been tall, because I could tell it wasn't on all fours like a regular pig would be. To be looking out the window, it had to be standing on, or at least hunching over, like a man on two feet. As soon as Stacy and I set eyes on this creature, she said, Oh, my God. And the thing screamed. It was like the sound a cow makes when it's mad or stressed, but crossed over a human. It wasn't a scared shriek. It was like it wanted to attack. As I said, I got the feeling that it wanted to hurt us, or was angry that we were out there. We both screamed, and almost pushed each other over trying to run from that little building. I didn't know if it was behind us or not, but I was in survival mode and didn't look back to check. We finally reached the edge of the pumpkin patch, jumped over the brook, and ran the whole six acres to the farm. Once we got to where all the other people were, Stacy just stopped and stood frozen by a vegetable stand and wouldn't move. It was like she was in shock. I went to the open barn where Grandma and Grandpa were talking to the guy who owned the farm. They saw my face and knew something was wrong. Grandma, Grandpa and the farmer ushered me back behind the barn so the little kids and the families wouldn't hear whatever I had to say. I told them exactly what we'd seen. Grandpa didn't want to believe me and said we'd just spooked ourselves. We went and got Stacy, who was still by the front of the barn looking traumatised, When they were finally able to get her to talk, she told them the exact same thing. Here's the thing. As soon as the farmer realised which little brick building we'd seen, his face went white. It looked like he'd been slapped. Grandpa asked him what was the matter. The farmer whispered something to him, and Grandpa told us to go wait in the car. We did. When Grandpa came back, he looked very shaken. He got in, and told Stacy, Grandma and me, what the farmer confided to him. The farmer's family had owned the property for almost a century, and back in the 1930s, the farmer's uncle had told them all that he'd seen a demon that looked like a pig in the woods, and that it lived in that little building. The farmer's family didn't believe his uncle, thinking he was just making up stories, or was maybe becoming mentally unstable. Then. At the tail end of the 30s, his uncle went missing for about five days. Finally, one of the family members found his uncle's dead body in that little building. Not a mark on him, and the coroner couldn't figure out what happened. He had been perfectly healthy in his late teens to early 20s, and had no injuries they could find. he just dropped dead on the floor of that little brick building for no apparent reason. The farmer also told Grandpa that once in a while, he still hears some unidentifiable animal shrieking or howling out in the woods at the edge of the field, but can't identify what kind of animal could make that sound. The farmer's family always reported that sound off and on, since his uncle's death. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's stories. I really hope you enjoyed them and... Wow, who knew there were so many pig demons running around everywhere just staring out of windows. I think that's probably one of the creepiest things to me is looking out your window, especially if you're not on the ground floor, and just seeing a face staring back at you. If you enjoyed yourself, make sure to like, share, comment and subscribe to the channel. Um, And if you're already subscribed, hit the notification bell, that way you will know when the next video comes out Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.